0: biggest life lesson and profession and personal um especially professional for those of you starting out and those of us coming back to it after last year and the profession um is like knowing that you're gonna mess up and owning it
1: from the team at councilhero.com this is school counselor karaoke Show about school counselors, their journeys, the lives they have impacted, and some helpful tips. Oh, and there's a little bit of fun at the end, too. You could probably guess what that is. In today's episode of School Counselor Karaoke, I sit down with one of my former colleagues, longtime school counselor in the Chicago area, and we talk about. The things that probably happen to all of us. When we mess up, what do we do? How should we approach it? What are some things you should be thinking about when you do mess up? How do you take care of yourself? I'm your host, Shamoon Ibrahimi, otherwise known as Mr. E or Mr. Ibrahimi. Make sure you stick around until the end to hear what song this guest will sing next. So without further ado, I bring to you none other than the one and only Kat Panky. Welcome, Kat.
0: Thank you. Happy to be here.
1: Thank you for coming. Um, I think the first thing i like to do with all my guests is to start really describing your journey to the audience. Uh, This would be inspirational to students who are thinking about being school counselors one day or students who are in grad school right now aspiring to be school counselors. Why don't you take us way back to the early days?
0: Way, way back, like the Park Street Westmont days, which is where there you go. I grew up. Um, so I, I, I guess I didn't really know anything about a school counselor until I got to high school, and I had a pretty terrible one, which I feel like is a common theme you hear a lot when you're in grad school. I'm like, why did you do what you wanted to do? I had a terrible counselor. I did, um, but also high school was just a horrible time for me. Personally, I, um, my parents divorced. It was very messy. Um, we were pretty poor. We didn't have a lot of money. Um, I mean, I was fortunate to grow up where I grew up because my grandparents owned our house and they were from the depression era and immigrants. And otherwise I would have grown up somewhere in a much rougher part of, um, Chicago land area. So I look back on those opportunities and I realized like I was fortunate in that way. Um, and so I, it was messy. It was rough. It was awful. I, Went to a very small high school where you couldn't ever reinvent yourself. Like, if you made a mistake, everyone knew about it. Um, and I'm a klutz, and I had lots of embarrassing moments, and everyone knew about them. And it was really rough on top of all the other home stuff that you're trying to hide. Um, just trying to get through the social ladder of high school. Was just, so um, it, was, it, was, it was hard. And I knew I wanted to go out and help other people. And at that time, I didn't know I really wanted to be a counselor. I just knew I wanted to go out and help others who were having a hard time in life. And I went off to college, all excited. And um, uh, you know, I started at a community college because I was first gen, I didn't really know what I was doing. And then I followed some friends to a university, go Hawkeyes, um, which was great. And I was in an English class and this professor was pretty um, abrasive. And he was like, what do you all want to do with your life? Why are you here? And my answer was, well, because I have to take this class. Like, why else would I be here? I don't choose to take this literature, I have to. Um, and he, you know, so we were kind of butting heads and he challenged me a little bit when I said, well, I want to work. I want to be a therapist or I want to help people. Um, and I said, I'd really like to work with like battered women and children and abuse victims. Um, and he was like, why do you think you can handle that? And I was like, who are you? Why do you think I can't handle that? I got so mad and so defensive. Um, he's like, have you done anything to prepare for that? Have you volunteered? Are you just all pie in the sky? idealistic, I'm going to go save the world. And I was like, oh, okay. Um. No, but really I was. I hadn't. I hadn't invested the time into really um, exposing myself to what it was or what that was going to be. It was all what I thought and envisioned it would be. Um, So I did. I volunteered a little bit. And I'm grateful for that professor who I can't remember his name. Unfortunately, I only remember, like, the rough interaction with him. But I do remember that because he challenged me and um, really made me think more critically about what I was doing, I sought out an experience and exposure and realized, holy smokes, not for me. Not for me at all. Like, I don't have the emotional capacity. I can't learn that. I just, this is too much for me. My heart's gonna break all day long and I will be destroyed. Um, I can't. Some people can do it. I couldn't. So I started volunteering with an after school program um, in Chicago. And I was like, well, I still wanna work with people. Uh, I, I like kids, bigger kids. I'll, you know, try volunteering with them. And that's where I was like, oh this is it. It was after school um, in a low income neighborhood, lots of students of poverty and color. And um, a lot of students' whose parents didn't speak English at home. Um, and so we really like, it was like extended school. like we, you know. And I had a few kids that were so fabulous. And I just, in my heart, I loved them so much. And um, I knew when they went home, they wouldn't have anybody to quiz them or prepare them for school. So I would call them at home and talk to their parents and then talk to them and I was like, okay, I can this is how I can make a difference. I can help so many kids, um, in a bigger way, because as school counselor, you have two hundred and fifty to four hundred I've had in my caseload at a time. So then I decide, okay, I'm going back to high school. It sucks for me, I can make it better for somebody else, but this is where I'm supposed to be. So um that's what led me to be a school counselor.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that story with us. I think the thing that also resonates with me the most is the fact that you took trauma and you took hardship and turned it into a positive. You let that inspire your career. Uh, And and so that can really be inspirational to a lot of students out there who may be experiencing some of the same things uh, or future school counselors that may have not experienced the same thing, but will go through some hard times throughout life. And you uh, at some point in life, you, you get to that fork in the road where you have to choose to let it consume you or inspire you. And that's what I've always appreciated about you, working with you as well. We've been teammates, by the way, audience in the past. Then she left me a couple of years later, but no hard feelings. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thank you for that again. Uh, what I want to do is also take a moment, which is what we do with all of our guests, to so really offer a piece of advice to students or aspiring school counselors. If there's one thing that you could uh, really bestow upon our audience members, what would that thing be?
0: One thing is really hard. (laughs) I'm gonna try to stick to one thing. Um, I would say the biggest life lesson and profession and personal, um, especially professional for those of you starting out and those of us coming back to it after last year in the profession, is like, and knowing that you're going to mess up, and owning it, acknowledging it, taking, saying, hey, I did mess up, not trying to scapegoat, not trying to blame it on everything else, because it's easy to do, right? Not necessarily other people, but it's easy to be like, oh, a pandemic, which, in some ways, yes, you gotta give yourself forgiveness, chalk it up, wash it away. But being able to say like, okay, I, I was wrong, I made a bad call, or I didn't do the best by that kid in that family. Um, I didn't, I messed up because it's going to happen. We all do it. And, um, you know, a lot of us are, are coming to this because our heart is just to do all this good in the world for all these um, individual lives you are going in touch and you take that home with you sometimes and you beat yourself up over it. Cause you're like, man, I could have done more. I could have done better. I should be doing more. Um, or, or getting mad when you make a mistake, but you're going to make a mistake. The biggest thing is to own it and say, Hey, I messed up. And, and learn from it and move forward Um, because that's how you're going to get better and grow and no one's perfect and you're going to, it's going to happen. And people will respect you more. Um, I think from a leadership perspective, the people I work with, when I have leaders that like, don't own it, they won't say, Hey, that was a bad call. We, we, we effed up. Sorry. Like we should have done that differently. If you don't say that and we all know it, respect is gone. Just, you know, just like when you're new in the profession and you are, you don't wanna show your mentor or your boss that you did something wrong. You want but like if you own it and you say, Hey, I'm so sorry, I did that wrong and you get that feedback and you learn from it, that's that's mad respect and that's gonna get you so much further.
1: Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. You just reminded me actually of the time we had we had a year together, uh, Kat and I, where I just kept messing up left and right. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: was not yeah. to come on and get you to yeah. think about that.
1: I have to call myself out on it, and it's totally true, though. I kept messing up that year. I mean, I I used to be on point for the most part with a lot of things. And for some reason that year, I would put things on my calendar, but I'd be scatterbrained. I'd forget that I actually put things on my calendar. The meeting would come up. I'd miss it, or I'd be late or there's this task at hand, I would write down on a post-it note, and I have it like sitting in front of my face, but then the moment you think you're about to do the the task at hand, a student walks in crying, and maybe that student's really having a tough time, and you spend another half hour, hour with that student, you totally forget about the the thing you wrote on a post-it. But I realized that year, and this was me reflecting even with my guest, Cap, that there are times when I when I catch myself doing that. I really, not only do you, of course, need to apologize and own it, like Kat was saying, but you, you need to take a step back and really start taking care of yourself. I know it sounds very cliche. You hear it all the time. People always tell you, you got to take care of yourself, especially when you're in our profession. But really, you do. And for one thing I do want to emphasize, though, is that the way you take care of yourself could look different. So for me... What, what it looked like was maybe hopping on to my trainer and going on Zwift and doing a virtual bike ride or nearby a made-up volcano scene. Uh, for Kat, maybe it's some of the same things, or maybe it is, you know, jumping in the swimming pool with her children. <laughs> uh, for others, it that could be... That screams
0: best to me, okay? No, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That example.
0: But, I would say wandering, just going for a walk with no time limit in the woods with <laughs> nothing around me. That's mine.
1: <laughs> there you go. And for me, sometimes it's vegging out for a little bit and watching football, right? Yeah. And making a sports bet just to make it more interesting on that football, whatever the case may be. You find your Zen. Uh, you know, a, a previous uh, guest of ours who Kat and I both know Dr. Alvarez, I know for her was, it's like listening to music, jazz music to be more specific or reading and for many people it's reading as well but anyway find that thing that gives you that moment to just take a step back take care of yourselves in the summers in the winters in the spring not everyone gets to have that luxury too yeah yes there will be opportunities for you to work on professional development as well in the summer but do some give and take it's two months maybe you could spend a month taking care of yourself in a few weeks doing some professional development yeah so just to add to that
0: well and I I could add one more tip if I'm allowed to add more than one tip.
1: Of um, course, you know what? Back the whole one tip thing. Let's go with another one.
0: Um, I would say adding to that, like taking care of yourself, a best practice strategy that I started when I worked. My first job was in Chicago Public Schools. And it was um, in a pretty rough neighborhood in the Northwest Side. We had a lot of gang activity the first couple of years where. I mean, it was bad. Like our our security would be like, all right, two thirty, you've got to get out of here because we have word that things are going down. We don't want any staff in the crosshairs. Like you've got to leave. Like you nobody's know, staying after today. Activities get canceled. Um, I mean, it was rough, and I, I had some kids that man, they were going through like the things that I the things that they went through. Like you can't imagine a young person can withstand and keep going. Um, and so every day I would, and I was new and I had a it was CPS, like, you know, we have 400 kids. I felt like I was messing up all day, every day. Um, and it was really rough. And then I started, when I was walking out, I was like, okay, I'm going to, what's a one good and what's a better? Every day on the way to the car, a good and a better, like I'm going to pat myself on the back for something I did good today. Like, well, even as small as it was, right. Remembering a median that I almost missed, you know, like you gotta, sometimes you gotta dig deep to find the good. Um, but then the better, like what could I have done better? Not like what did I do wrong because that's such a negative spin on it. But like what can I improve upon, right? It, obviously, if I can improve upon it, wasn't great. So what can I do better? And then on the way home, I would think about that. How am I do it better? And then when I got home, I was done so that my boundary was set. I processed my day. I processed it internally. I, I had critiqued myself. I had a plan moving forward. And then at home, I was able to just let it go instead of, you know, marinating on it more. And that boundary, being able to protect yourself of when you're working and when the work stops and when you stop thinking about work um, really helped. And then it offers you a, a daily reflection because it's so easy to just go, 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 go. And then not really take that pause and be like, okay, what, you know, so it, it does both. So I would say that's a, a great tip. I would advise anyone who's new or anyone who's feeling overwhelmed in the profession. <laughs> I know like just to kind of go back to that, um, it's
1: never not a good habit to do for yourself. Yeah, and you know what? Just to add to that, forget about one, two. Let's go with three. Uh, there, some things that I know have worked for both of us is just really spending time with other school counselors and allowing ourselves to just learn from one another. I, I can't. I can. I can think of so many situations where I, I learned so much from you, Kat, and maybe even vice versa. It's time for you to make it public or not. <laughs>
0: No, I would say so. Absolutely. And when you were reflecting about that year, that was so rough Um, for you. You did own it. Right. But like, also you had a lot going on that year and you have to give yourself that permission and you had a lot on your plate too. Right. So like looking back and being like, okay, like it was busy, but you had to, you have to be a little bit kinder to yourself about it. But I did learn a lot from you, especially about your honesty and your integrity and um Like your drive, like I, I definitely like. There are days when I was like, "Oh, I was so eeyore and then you'd be like in my room with a smile and the step pump, like you know the step in your uh, what's that phrase? I'm like Claudia here, forgetting my idioms.
1: Um, oh, pep in pep your
0: yeah. You'd walk with your pep and your step, and you, no matter what, and I knew you were having a horror year, and sometimes you know things were really rough for you at home and outside of your professional life. And you and you'd walk in and be like, man, I can be like more, more like Shemoon. So yes, yeah, that vice versa. I think that's you learn and grow so much from the people around yourself, and you're fortunate to get to work together and still so talk outside of podcasts as well.
1: That's right. So if you end up loving the coworker you're with, and she ends up leaving you, by the way, you can still keep in touch. There's hope. Oh, personal. Like, you know,
0: I left you. So personal. <laughs>
1: uh, thank you, Kat. That's awesome. I think those are some great pieces of advice for our audience members. I wanna take a moment too, to just uh, give a shout out to my team at CouncilHero.com as well. CouncilHero, again, is an educational tool that aims to increase counseling efficiency in schools so that counselors who have a hard time, for example, us who did several years ago, are able to really overcome some of that because we are trying to automate as many things as possible within the profession so that a lot of that stuff that you take care of behind the scenes is automatically done with your students. And then when by the time you get to your students, they have done a lot of the background work, the legwork. And then really, you're just reinforcing some of those things they've been doing within the product. And you're able to have additional and more thoughtful conversations around those things. So be on the lookout. CouncilHero.com also sponsored this podcast here. So that leads me to the send off, the send off of all standoffs. If you notice, the title of this podcast is called School Council Karaoke. And what we do with every guest is allow them to choose a 15 to 30 second clip of their choice that they get to do uh, for karaoke, live and in action on the podcast, and then they are off. Okay. Yeah. Thank you again, my friend. Appreciate you showing up today. Pick your song, rock and roll, and enjoy. Take care, everybody.
0: All right. Goes with the theme about messing up. I'll just say that. And it's Shakira who doesn't love Shakira. I messed up tonight. Or I lost another fight. I, line, I don't know again. that word. I'm going down. But I the I always
1: all right, all right, don't hurt yourself. I don't know the
0: words, part. Word. Birds don't just fly, they fall down and get up. I think you know this part. Nobody
1: learns if I Awesome. Thank you, Kat. Take care, everybody. Much love, as always. See you next time. And if you want more content, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Today's podcast was brought to you by the team at CouncilHero.com. To learn more about school counselors and their friends, click on our subscribe button. Music was brought to you by the people at PremiumBeats.com and Innovation by John Sib. Do you want to share your thoughts about our podcast, simply email us at info at Alright, you've been listening to School Counselor Karaoke, and this is Shamoon Ebrahimi, your host. Do you want to be a guest on School Counselor Karaoke? Well, tell us about yourself, include your contact information, and email us at sck@counselhero.com. Stay tuned for the next episode where I interview an expert when it comes to career assessments and why they are important. And what is Counsel Hero doing about that?